welcome to Conversations with Rookie, and we're still on this same series called The Vessel. Um, by now, you must have heard the um, episodes that we brought out. And as you know, there's, there's the side portion, there's the bonus portion of this series called Beyond the Pulpit, where I get to talk to some amazing people who are doing stuff beyond the pulpit and are, you know, enlarging and spreading the kingdom of heaven and forcing it everywhere that they are. Um, and they're being vessels, most importantly. Today, I have with me someone super, super special. And she's super special because even though she's, I mean, she's someone that I've always wanted to come on the podcast, but she finally she finally said yes, and we finally got the right um, topic to talk about. But even though it's titled Beyond the Pulpit, she actually preaches or she actually makes use of the pulpit very much so but she's none other than benjamina uh, or benji as i like to call her hi benjamina hi uki <laughs> my official introduction wow. <laughs> benjamina is a friend a very dear sister to me she calls herself my big sister i don't agree um I agree, on, I agree on most days, some days I don't, but <laughs> she's also the coordinator of TSU, uh, meaning that she leads a fellowship there. She is basically, so she's basically a pastor. Um, she's a prophetess, a great woman of God. Um, she is one of the most, uh, she has one of the most inspiring lives of faith. I mean, there's nothing she wants that she doesn't get. It's just full of victory and testimonies. She's a respiratory therapist by day um, or by night because you work night shifts. Um, she's also the CEO and head chef of Mina's Deli and a big time sponsor of the gospel. So she's someone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> introduction, right? <laughs> I want you to ask me you're talking about. CEO and head chef. No, but that's that's my best one of Mina's Debbie. Um, but yeah, so Angie, I'm I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're speaking with me. Um, so the first question I'd like to ask you is most people feel like sometimes the only way to serve God, or most people when you ask most people, you know, do you serve? they're like yeah but they don't actually do anything so to speak in church or whatever so are there actually many ways to serve god that don't involve maybe preaching or choir or ushering or you know working in technical wow first of all thank you so much i don't know if the introduction you were giving was about me but let's just say it's about me because I'm the only, I'm the only person on this call right now with you. Um, and I'll go straight. Thank you very much, by the way, for having me on your podcast. It's an opportunity I don't take lightly. Thank you so much, Ricky. You are a blessing to our generation. And I always tell you, I can't wait for the day when I'm going to arrive at your church or at your auditorium. And you'll be like, wow, this is Benjamin that we have here today. <laughs> and thank you so much. You're, you're a light in the midst of a dark world. Now, um, on to the question that you asked me. 
I'm going to read the scripture right here to define to us what service is. Oh, there you go. I told you that she was. <laughs> I'm going to read the scripture to define to us what service actually is. You are the first person that has come that started by spirit. I forgot to add that she's a woman of the word. <laughs> and so, um, because my life is about the word of God, right? That, that's what actually moves my life. Even at my job, at school, and everything, I. The, the word of God has been a, a, a main, the main building block of my life. And so that's what I live by. A lot of us have read this scripture before, but we have, this, this is, there's something I want, to, I want to point out from this scripture that probably we may not have seen. Um, Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 10, and we're reading the Passion Translation. It says, for God, the faithful one who is unfair, how can he forget the work you have done for him? Mm. He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. Now, what is service? What is service, rather? Service is work done to his beloved ones for the glory of his name. Wow. It is not necessarily in the church. It is not necessarily on the streets. But any work that is done to serve his beloved ones. Now, I'm not talking about serving everybody. I'm talking about serving his beloved ones. Wow. For the glory, not for your edification, not for the thank you that you get, but so that people would know that Jesus cares for them. He says, there you serve him. Wow. So it's, you know, a lot of people, do, so a lot of people serve God but actually don't know they're serving God. Well, other people don't serve God, but think they're serving him. So this is a definition of what it means to serve God. It's serving his people for the glory of his name. Wow. Wow. I, I feel like I need to go and figure out my life and see. <laughs> Am I serving God's people? Wow. Serving God's people for the glory of his name. Right, wow. right. So, right. so this basically throws open the gates as to the many avenues that you can serve God. You can serve God. Yes, you can. So, it's, so mm -hmm. no, go on, sister. You'll be amazed that I I can decide that I want to. I, I can identify. You know, rookies. For example, if rookie decides, okay, she wants to move to Texas permanently. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided, okay, I, I want to make up Rookie's bed every morning. And this is my way of showing her that Jesus Christ cares because I've seen that she probably doesn't have time every morning. I am serving God. Mm. If I decide that I've seen, you no, know, there is this sister who is in need of this. Mm. And I say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I want to be your outstretched arm to this sister, to this brother. I am serving God. And you know, the Jesus Christ actually says that, you know, you will come to me and say, how did I do this? You know, you said you were hungry and I gave you food. You said you were thirsty and I gave you water. I said, Any, whatever you did to these little ones, you did unto me. Mm. And so that is service. Can I actually read that scripture? I didn't. I said, can I read that scripture? Go ahead. It says, then the king, this is uh, Matthew 25, verse 34. It says, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Mm 
For I was hungry and you gave me food. And I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? That's why you said many people, they, they, they are serving, but they don't know that they're actually serving. Then he will say, right. then he will say, and the king will answer to them and say, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these brethren, you did it to me. Wow. Your definition is straight from the Bible. To be honest, to be honest, is like um is because so a lot of people see service as broad. Service is everywhere around you. Wow. If uh, the thing and and that's why you know what dif- I was always say what differentiates a successful person from another is knowledge. If you don't know that this is service, or I can I can serve in every capacity I have or I am in, you will not serve because you don't know that service is not necessarily reading the Bible at church. Because people can be doing that, but they are not serving God. Because I said something, there is a twofold to serving him. The A part is doing it for his beloved beloved ones. And the second part is for the glory of his name. You can sing in the choir for the glory of your voice and personality. You are not serving God. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Shaking tables already. You You can serve in the technical department for them to see the poses of your camera picture taking ability. And you're not serving God, or how well you can manipulate the sound for them to say, "This sister, oh my God, when when he or she steps on the sound department, everything is cool, and that's where your glory is." Mm-hmm. Jesus says, "There you have gotten your fame." He says, "If you do it for the approval of men, right there you have gotten your reward." Wow, that cancels out the service part of it. And so, Benji, I'm thinking now, I'm thinking, so the the easiest way to get into service is to look for the need that any believer has. It does not have to be your pastor. It does not have to be someone great. If there's a believer that has a need and you can identify that need and meet that need for the glory of his name, you are already in service. Yes. And so, is it fair to say that you cannot turn a service into a ministry? Yes. Wow. That's what I have done. It's it's something I have done. Yeah, let's talk about you for a minute because <laughs> you lead such an inspiring life. How did you get into service? And I'm not asking about how you got born again, but when you came into the church, how did you find your way into service? Were you aware at that time what you were doing? You know, some of us, sometimes we just follow what we see or, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit is leading you and you don't know as yet that he's leading you. So what was it like for you? And how did you get into service? Just your personal life. Praise God. Thank you. (laughs) There's something I noticed. There are a lot of people who are available to serve. Mm. Out of those available people, there's a portion that is willing to serve. Mm. Out of that willing to serve, there are fewer people who are able to serve. And out of that ableness, there are just a few who are consistently serving. Ah. 
So, and that's why Jesus Christ said, many are called and few are chosen. Mm. I'll say something. My life has been one of where, where I get, if I get somewhere, if I'm, if I'm in a place, I just need a, I just need maybe a few days or maybe a week or two to kind of see, okay, what is needed in this place. Mm. Now, when it comes to me, there is something I'm very passionate about in this hospitality. Yeah. I, when I mean hospitality, I'm not talking about food. Food is a part of hospitality, but that is not all there is to hospitality. Hospitality is a broad aspect, and it was a very vital aspect of Jesus Christ's ministry. Can I, can I just define it before you go on? But <laughs> no, because you, you, what you're saying is so apt. You know, when I think about hospitality, I think, and you, I think about food, but you know, now as you explain it, I realize that it was actually your birthday just passed a few days ago, and it was actually on your birthday I began to notice certain things about you or things about you that I had not been trying to accept before, but you told me about. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Hospitality means the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. And Benji, while hospitality has so, sort of become a ministry for you and such a big part of your service, you, real, you know, I just realized that you're also head of first-timers ministry. Yes, I am. And that's part of hospitality. Exactly. The birthday messages that were coming in for you, and a lot of them were from people that have been here less than a year. And they were commenting on how friendly and how kind. You know, most first-timers ministry, sometimes, I won't say most, but sometimes, you know, you only see them the first day and you welcome them. But for you, everybody knows you as warm. And so I can see that it's not just in the giving the food but it's in the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of God's people. Your house is open to everybody that is willing to come. Your fridge, your food. <laughs> no, but this is service. You know, all the while that you were giving me food, I didn't know it was service. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of my service. Yeah, the last one of God is part of my service. <laughs> like anybody that you can serve, you know, including, you, you know, your pastors, your prophets, your evangelists, including the men of God in your life. But for the one that is least in the kingdom or for the one that seems like they don't have their bearing and you're being friendly to them, you're being generous, you're receiving them, entertaining them. That's that service. And, and, and it's in the smile. I was talking mm. to someone, Benji, and I said, do you know that I was talking to my brother, actually, you know, we have a joke about uh, two of, um, between two of us that he gives very nice hugs. And I said, mm-hmm. at least your hug can be service. You <laughs> 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 know that hugging someone maybe adds to stress release, right? It does. Y'all, y'all need to hug a girl one day. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. They are so warm. I could stay there forever. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, that's his service because you're friendly and generous and you're doing it for someone who God cares about, at the end of the day, you'll look at you and say, you did it for me. Right. Benji, go on, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I mean, so I was saying that hospitality is way beyond 
giving someone food is is being that access point mm. is being that safe haven where at any time somebody can feel free to open up their life before you and say benji this is what is going on i've just come to drop this thing and go away i come to drop this thing with you and i'm going away mm. and that is what jesus has made us on the earth mm. that is what he came to do mm. To comfort them that are, you know, that are comfortless. To, to give relief to the oppressed. Mm. Hospitality is such a broad ministry I found myself in. And that's what propels me into the healthcare. It's the same thing, hospitality, that mm. propels me into the healthcare sector. And it's, 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 it's amazing. If you, if you look at the forerunners or the forerunners of Jesus Christ's ministry, in as much as he had 12 apostles, there was something about his ministry, the women in his ministry. Yeah. He was always in the house of Mary and Martha. Do you think he could not go to Peter's house? He could go to James' house, he could, but he was always in the house of hospitable people. Wow. Wow. He was always in the house of hospitable people. Wow. He was always there. Because he knew the... He, the Bible says he was, he was like us. He felt tired like us. He felt hungry like us. Mm. And he would, at the end of the day, he would go to Mary and Martha to have a refresh. He probably had a bed there with food. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. He, was, he went there for a refresh. He went there for a rejuvenation of his body. They played a vital role in the ministry of Jesus. Mm. And so the, 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 the aspect of hospitality for me is a huge ministry. And now hospitality for me, I said, it goes beyond food. It's a safe haven. It's also a place of intercession for me. Wow. So I've spoken about the food aspect. I've spoken about the safe haven. I've spoken about the healthcare. The last point I want to emphasize is also a place of intercessory for me. Can I can I just touch on the safe haven part because, um, and which is something I said that um I realized on your birthday is that you know you told me something, Benji, um earlier on. I think it may have been last year or something when when we uh you know and even before then when we started getting really close. You know, you told me seriously um. I mean so much to so many people. And, you know, I, 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 it's not as if I didn't believe you, but I didn't understand the scale of what you meant until I started to see every... Benji is everybody's closest friend. <laughs> Benji is, like, literally everybody has a secret. Everybody has a burden everybody has a, a prayer that they've come to drop at you. In fact, there was a time I was going through a lot. Remember, I called you. Right. You even called me and said, what's going on? I didn't realize that it's still part of hospitality. You know, and, yeah. and in a sense, it's made me, as I was just speaking to you, I realized that, you know, this friendship thing that we do, sometimes keep it aside for service. Mm. Because while you're being a friend to somebody, remember that you are serving them. Mm. Esther said something in the friend, best friend tag, so you should go back to that and listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship is not somewhere you go to look for love. It's somewhere you go to give love. Right. 
And if you are friends with a believer, just know that you are already in service, but you can take it higher. So anyone that is listening today that is thinking, okay, I, I don't even go to church that frequently, or I'm not in a church, or, or, or nobody has given me an opportunity to serve, start serving believers. What is the greatest need? What is, is it? Do they, do they need entertainment? Set up a game, a game station in your home. Invite a few brethren in church and say, let's play games. Why? Because this is, you know, in America, you know, one of the biggest problems, Benji, I know I'm talking, but you know, one of the biggest problems, isolation. Right. One of the biggest problems in America is people are lonely. And when you see them and try to talk to them, they may not want to talk to you. But the truth of the matter is when you go, it was when I started getting close to certain people and I'll get Mm. to them and realize nobody's standing with you. Mm. People are lonely. People don't have anyone. If you can be that person, is the first step in service to the glory of his name. So it's not enough to make people feel good to the glory of his name. What can you organize? Can you organize nail, you know, a a nail something or or, or game station, you know, PS3 or um, PS4 or Xbox or whatever it is. Can you bring people together and we are having fun and you're entertaining them and you're receiving them to the glory of his name? Right. That's a place to start. True. You know, but Benji, talk about intercession a little bit because I, I know you were going to talk about that. <laughs> Praise God. I just remember something someone said. Someone said, Benji always minds people's business. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's right. <laughs> I think Bible says she minds her own business, you know. But, but no, you're, you're in, 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 in the place of intercession, I have to mind another person's business. That is what intercession is all about. And many a time, the people I intercede for don't even know I'm interceding for them. Mm. They, they, they'll probably see a change happen, or probably get a job offer, or probably get an interview, or probably get married, or maybe just something happened to get a healing or something. Mm. But I don't have to come and tell you. <laughs> the reason you're having that testimony is because I'm interceding for you. Then that's just pause it. Mm. but I just want you to know that if you've ever come across me then you've entered my book of intercession because that's what I do mm. people don't come my way for for um, for for nothing it is if if I have met you if I, if, I, if I can as much as remember your name I have prayed for you because that is it is part of hospitality it is part of hospitality and i may not know a specific i may not know a specific prayer point that you have but my prayer is that father your will for this for this person's life be established the devil gets their hands off of her life off of his life and will begin to experience that which you have asked him or you have you have you have you have laid down for him from the foundation of the earth so all that encapsulates hospitality and i'm telling you i remember one time (laughs) Uh, let me just let me let me i I want to just dive into something real quick and get out the ministry of the holy spirit in my hospitality in the ministry of hospitality is very crucial so um 
someone came to me and said, Benji, I want to, I want to learn how to cook like you. So I'll be coming to your house and when you're cooking and I'll see what you cook and how you cook. I said, sure, sure, fine. Why not? Come over. And as I was cooking, before we began cooking, I said, I said, I said, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm about to start cooking, Spirit of the Most High God, that this food will be exceptional. Everything I do, the taste, right on to the taste of this food, is backed and infused with the miracle ability of the Holy Ghost. And then we began cooking. And I told her, I said, for every meal I make for somebody, mm. I have to speak out these words because the Holy Ghost does a lot in my cooking. A lot in my cooking. Mm. And so it's the Holy Spirit has, and even in praying and even in the way I care for people and even in every aspect of service, I'm talking about hospitality because that is my main asset. If you give me anything that is not hospitality, I'll try. But if you give me hospitality, you would see me grow in perfection when it concerns that aspect of my ministry. Hmm. You know, Benji, this has been so impactful. And I think that's the thing with you is it doesn't have to be a long conversation what what I find with, with you are moments of encounter. Uh, no one can meet you and remain the same if they're open to receive. Amen. <laughs> so anyone that's listening, find a need today and meet it. You may right. already be doing it, but as she said, give it over to the Spirit. You know, as you were talking, there's so many things I want to share, but, you know, sometimes when you share certain things, it feels like you're, own, you're tooting your own horn mm. thing. But <laughs> remember that, you know, Benji, I'll send my friends, I'll send them worship songs. Mm. Anytime I'm reading a book that is spiritually divine, I'll send it to them. If I'm listening to a message that I feel like they've never heard before, I'll send them the link. Mm. It's, it, for me, it was, okay, I found a need. If this is good for me, then I feel like this other person needs to hear this. Right. You are, you know, Jesus talked about, I was hungry and you gave me food, but do you know that there are people that are spiritually hungry? And many times when I send those messages, even to Christians, they tell me, wow, I needed to hear this. There are people that need the, the, the food. They need the, 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 the bread of life. The Bible says that man shall not live. You know, you should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I find a scripture you sh- I share. And I'm using that because for someone who's thinking, oh, I don't go to church. Well, you are reading something. You are reading a book. You are reading a spiritual. Why? It is for the glory of God. I don't share to those say, oh, you know, Ricky, ah, you're so versed. No, I share it for the glory of God. That he will be glorified in their life. Mm. So that's... That, I mean, it may seem little, but the point is every joint supplying. Right. And from there you go on. So now you're sharing it to two people. From there you're going on to sharing it to five people. From there you start sponsoring the gospel. From there you start doing things. That is service. So when you see one on Sunday, while you're being served by the ushers and being served by the people in the choir and being served by everyone else in church and the, the cleaning department and, and after church, maybe there's food hospital, you know that you're also in active service. Service. 
Kenji, I want to ask, I, I want, want just, just one more question before I, I, I end this. Who yes, is, ma'am. Who is the kind of Christian that God is looking for in 2020? Praise God. <laughs> Who is the kind of Christian? I, I didn't expect question. this question. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this one coming at all. Who is the kind of Christian God is expecting to invent? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to read the scripture to us. Um, give me a second. Let me get it. Um, Jesus, before I, I'm, I'm trying to get the scripture because I was, as I was, as you asked me the question, I was like, Holy Ghost, I didn't expect this question. He <laughs> dropped the, he dropped the scripture. Um, he, um, he dropped the scripture in my mind. Praise the Lord. And I'd like to um, read the scripture. It's from Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. I hope you're taking note of these scriptures that this woman of God is sharing with us. As just when I was asking, when you, <laughs> when you asked us this, God just answered this for me. That's what I said, you know, thank you so much. Because I, he said, as surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Mm. I want to read it from the Passion Translation, Matthew 18, verse 3. I just want to see what it says. If you're there, you can read it. Otherwise, I'll, um, I'll get the... It says, learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable, and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you'll never be able to enter it. So, when what what kind of you know Christian Jesus Christ looking in these last days? Let us when Jesus when he talks about a child from that perspective, we look at a teachable mindset. We look at the one that even when a child is chastised, the child comes back to play with you. The child is open. The child is not judgmental. The child takes things without filtering, believes whatever you tell him with everything that he has. Mm. That, is what, that is what Jesus is looking for today. Mm-hmm. One that will believe the word for what it is. We'll hold on to the word for what it is. We'll have this teachable spirit. We'll have this humble mind. Mm. Mm. Praise God. <laughs> A person that is able to learn by being you know, just to add a little bit to what you said, you know, someone who would take God at his word. Right. What he says is what he says. Thank you so much, Benji. Thank you for your inspiring life of service. Thank you for agreeing to come on and talk with me. Uh, we have the most amazing conversations, Benji. <laughs> we've had life-changing conversations. We've had conversations where we made key and critical decisions and uh, my life is better for knowing you um, and you're such a blessing to me and um, and I know that this would be a blessing to everyone that is listening um, and spur them into a life of even greater service um, uh, you find many more people in hospitality because of this message <laughs> please call my I, I need many <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To reach out to Benji. I'm going to put her handle um in this message as well. So reach out to her, DM her. She's the most uh she looks scary, 
not not that she's hideous, but she's tall. She's imposing. Um, but she's literally the most approachable person in the whole world. Uh, <laughs> and she has the most beautiful soul to match as well. So thank you so much, Benji. I love you. Thank you for doing this. I with love me. you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. All right. Um, till we come your way again next time, this has been Beyond the Pulpit, um, being a vessel onto every good work. Um, thank you, everyone. Like. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and let other people know this could be your service to them. Praise God. (laughs) Bye-bye.